Welcome to the Real World Gamecast. I'm Bo Bailey, along with Kelvin Hoskin, your Real World Game Champs, here to bring you this week's top story in gaming news. This week we'll be taking a look at Paris Games Week. Huge week for gaming in Paris. Really huge week for PlayStation. Absolutely. Uh, after that, we got the Black Friday and pre-Black Friday deals going on. Kelvin, what else we have? We got Humble Bundle being acquired by IGN, and there's been a big increase in console sales, oddly enough. Alright, without further ado, let's get started. Alright, before we dive in this week, um, we realized after last week's podcast that we didn't do a good job of introducing ourselves. We did not. So, I'm Bo, Bo Bailey. Um, I have been a console gamer since like the age of like five. Started out a long time ago playing like Mario Kart and the N64, you know, good old stuff. Um, <clears throat> moved on from N64 to a PlayStation to a GameCube, Xbox, uh, PS2. Skipped the PS3, got an Xbox 360, <coughs> PS4. So I feel like I've played a good bit of console gaming throughout my years. Um, and so I kind of take the approach of the console gamer for the podcast. Um, and I turn it over now, I guess, uh, to Kelvin. Kelvin, <coughs> what, uh, what's your background? And I guess, you know, I've played both throughout most of my life. Uh, Super Nintendo, N64... Obviously, the original Nintendo's 90s. And come on. <laughs> um, but then I actually had an original Xbox. And then I started to get into PC gaming around the same time. Played a lot of Warcraft 3. A lot of, uh, you know, strategy RTS games back in the day. Command and Conquer. But um, moving on, I did have a 360. I do have an Xbox One. So I do have console gaming experience. With that said, I focus almost entirely on PC gaming now because I just prefer the experience. But that's my perspective. Bo's got his perspective. <clears throat> and I do dabble in PC gaming a little bit myself. I do run on a Mac, so I'm kind of limited to what's available on uh, the GeForce Now yeah. platform. I've been yeah. loving that, been using that for probably four or five months now. Um, and it's given me a lot more of a chance to like dive in and play some some good PC games. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's a cool. That's I mean the GeForce Now experience is it's very interesting. And yeah, like, and it runs a lot better than I was expecting. It yeah. To. Uh, but speaking of Kelvin, what have you been playing this week? What what's been on your uh, play log for uh, <coughs> last this week? week uh, it's been mostly, to be honest, I've been focusing guys on. Shadow of Mordor, or Shadow of War, excuse me, not Shadow of Mordor. I've played a decent amount of that. And, um, <clears throat> the other game would be, I guess, <sighs> man, PUBG probably has been the other game that I've played the most, <laughs> most this week. I mean, as much as that, of course, but, you know, it's been fun. PUBG's, you know, it, it, it's not a game that I think will last forever in terms of the appeal of it, but... <clears throat> There is some, it's, it's, it's just such a heart-pounding experience when you play that game that I think it's um, a lot of fun. But those are the games that I've been playing this week. How about you, Bo? Um, I've been dabbling in a couple different things. Uh, uh, ever since I finished up kind of everything on D2, I've been like, I dialed it back and I've been kind of going through my backlog. So I played a little bit of like Final Fantasy XV um, on the New Games Plus. Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to go through and, and get to like the DLC episodes and then play through those. Um, but when I logged in, I noticed the Assassin's Festival was still going on. Um, which was neat because now I've got like the Assassin's Creed cloak for my guys in Final Fantasy. Which oh. is interesting. It was it a nice little like crossover they did. Yeah, that um, is an interesting crossover. And it was... It was weird. It, honestly, it wasn't that well done. <laughs> uh, was the experience cool? Yes, but it like it was clunky. It yeah. was very clunky. Uh, you had to like press X to do a lot of things. Like when the prompt showed up, you couldn't just like <laughs> do it like you can in Assassin's Creed. So they gave you like a little taste of the experience, but it was still like not there at all. Um, but, yeah, so I played through that, and uh, I've pl I played through a good bit of uh, Fortnite um, with uh, my squad. We got on, we did some squads, we did some duos. Um, 
did a little bit of solo. I don't really enjoy Fortnite um, solo because I'm just not that good. <laughs> no, it's PUBG's the same way. I mean, um, it's just a it's a soul crushing experience. Yeah, it definitely. Is. I mean, when I play solo on Fortnite, um, I tend to go more towards the route of like just run away and survive as long as I can. Right. Instead of trying to get as many kills, I just see kind of how long I can last. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that's right, because there's the guys who are so good that they are going out killing people, getting the best equipment, and it's like tough to be like, I'm not good enough to be able to dominate a game. But... Right. And I'm not one to sit here and say like I'm the best <laughs> at yeah. anything. Right, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely not good at Fortnite. I'm not <laughs> terrible, but I'm not great. Yeah. Um, I did. Of course, I did my weeklies on Destiny too. Yep. Uh, get go go in and do those every week just to try to. Keep it going. Oh, yeah. No, I um, get you. I think that's about it. I, <laughs> I feel like I played a little bit of... Oh, Divinity. I've, I've been going through and trying to get through Divinity, um, which is an interesting experience. It's definitely a lot more of, like, depth and world oh, yeah. than I was anticipating before I picked up Divinity <laughs> Original Sin 2. Because I haven't played Divinity 1. Yeah. Um, or any of the older ones. Because there is actually a Divinity 1 and 2 before Divinity the Original, original Sins. Sins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is my first time playing through. And I think yeah. we're going to try to do that in a post-game stream later. Uh, or a post-show stream. Which is something we're going to start trying to do more yeah, of. Yeah, good. We're going to try to do a little bit of maybe some Let's Plays, let's, some, some streams, and kind of get up there a little bit more. <laughs> Um, but I think it's about time we start into talking it. Paris Game Week. Now, I was <sighs> expecting to hear more kind of across the board at Paris Games Week. Yeah. But PlayStation came out day one and just dropped everything. And I feel like nobody else I was putting anything out. I was expecting Microsoft to drop something related to the Xbox One X, um, give us something, and all we kind of saw was like a new ad. And like, I don't... I, it was hard to find anything on anything else because you Google Paris Games Week and <laughs> everything like that shows up was just PlayStation, 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 PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to be fair, the things that they did drop um, look phenomenal, really good. Yeah, I mean, really good. Uh, yeah, I wish I. Well, I won't say that, but <laughs> I, you could say it. There you are times I wish I had a PlayStation. I definitely. You'll just have to come over to my house. Yeah. We'll start with the biggest one, I think, Last of Us 2. Yeah, that new trailer, it, I, I don't even really want to call it a trailer as much as it was like an in-game cutscene. It was like a cinematic trailer. Yeah, it was like yeah. a little, like, here's a taste of what to expect yeah, exactly. while playing From the story. This game. I mean, here's what, what we're going to deliver. I mean, the graphics look, I mean, that's what we expect from Naughty Dog. Yeah. Ellie, it looks... Well, Ellie looked really swole. She looked ripped. <laughs> she was I mean, jacked. To be fair, if you were living in that world, I think you would want to be Jack to be able to yeah, survive but fighting zombies. The, the woman that, like, you know, told the little kid to cut her down, like, she wasn't. No, she was not. You know, she looked normal, like, sized, comparatively. And, like, yeah, who's that kid with the freaking bow and arrow creeping in the woods yeah. with the headshots? They're definitely, like, uh, dude, was killer. Yeah. I mean, they're, I feel like they're definitely going to deliver, um... An experience. Uh, everything that I keep seeing from The Last of Us Two has got me excited for it. Um, I think it's a it's another it's not another big Naughty Dog game, and I think that they have. I can't remember the last Naughty Dog game that wasn't that didn't deliver in some way. Um, right, and it, they're cinematic experiences to, in, in the gaming world in a lot of ways. I think. Yeah, it it definitely proves that EA has got it wrong when it comes to single player I think games. they do. I think they um, do have it wrong. Because if you I mean, I mean don't I you can make successful very successful single player focused games. I think there's still a big market out there for people who want to play just sit down and, and play a story instead of having to that's the biggest issue with a lot of these <coughs> uh, multiplayer games is, is things get so they can get so competitive, and people right. put so much into it. And some people don't want to have to spend that sweat 20 hours a week, plus, you know, whatever, 10, 15, 20 hours a week 
putting in all that dedication. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's still a huge market, especially oh, yeah, as sure. people like us get older and uh, the gen- like our older siblings get older and stuff, have less time to dedicate to games. I think those have even more appeal. And that market is getting bigger and bigger. Right. Everyone plays video games now. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, the single-player story has kind of... At, in gaming has kind of turned into this like open world experience yeah. that you need to like kind of go at your own pace and make it through <coughs> but that's something that Naughty Dog never delivers Mm-mm. they always give you a very linear follow the track play the movie type of gameplay mm-hmm. experience and I feel like that's the direction more people need to take to give us that kind of you know feeling of, of actually being a part of the story Instead of just kind of giving us the option to go around from place to place and do everything, just like I feel like Naughty Dog's doing it right. Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything. Th- no, there's definitely not anything wrong with open right. worlds, but I feel like there's not enough. Like Naughty Dog seems, I think you're mentally right. is the only the, one that a lot comes com- to mind that's putting out this linear story. Right. I think a lot of companies are coming in and just saying, "Oh, we want people want big open worlds." here's a big open world, and then they're not... Right. I mean, I think that a lot of people do want big open worlds. I want big open worlds, but yeah. I want them to be done right, you know? I want them to feel the way they should, and s- some stories aren't ready to be told in that right. environment, so it's better to do a tight, you know, here's... Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, a cinematic game. Right. Um, <clears throat> and speaking of cinematic games, The Shadow of Colossus... HD remake. remake. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. I'm super excited for this game because I loved The Shadow of Colossus the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's under a new developer this time. Great. So it's not Team Ico who did it the last time uh, and did it so well. And Team Ico's always been known for their big, like, puzzly kind mm-hmm. of, you know, cinematic games that right. are always very pretty and very, like, deliver some kind of unique gameplay experience. But this time around, since they're not coming up with the IP, it seems like Sony Interactive Japan has taken it to Blue Point Games for the total rebuild of the gotcha. 2005 version. Because they're just re... Like you said, they're literally just rebuilding the game. The story's right. the same. The monsters are the same. There, there's none yeah. of the creative side. It, it's all on the... Let's make this game look gorgeous. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, like, Blue Point is known for, like, Metroid Prime... And Metroid Prime 2. Um, they did uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, the HD remasters of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 that came out on like the other consoles. Like they're known for taking these old school titles and then like beefing them up, remastering them, and delivering that original feeling of playing the game in that whole new resolution, new package. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot of faith in it. Um, I feel like it's going to go really well. I feel like it's going to be the same game that we wanted it to be, you know? Uh, or the same game that it was originally. Right, Shadow of the Colossus. And it's that's just going to be prettier. Yeah, and exactly. I will probably spend money on it. <laughs> so, Shadow of the Colossus, if you didn't play the original, I'm sure it's out there. It may be in the PlayStation Store. I don't know. Check it out, though. Look into it. Look Great into the game. remake, you know, if you don't know about the original, look into the original, see if you would like it, see if this is a game you'd want to play, right. um, but it's a classic, it's definitely a PlayStation classic, so. I guess the next one on the list is Ghost of Tsushima, and there's not a whole lot, we kind of got like this teaser, teaser trailer yeah. of it, yeah. so it's coming from Sucker Punch, who's known for um, infamous, infamous series. series, Sly Cooper, Oh, and Rocket Robot on Wheels. What <laughs> throwback. I forgot about that game. That was that was a fun game. You had to like drive around on roller that. coasters and stuff. Because really? it was a little robot. Yeah, it was an old it was an old school game. It was fun. But infamous. Um, so, okay, they're coming from the infamous series, that makes sense. Um, right. It looks from the trailer it looks cool, but you know. There's only so much. Right. It's it's still a teaser trailer. Right, and exactly. We don't know enough about it right now to have initial impressions. But just from the look of it, first of all, I love... They've set it in feudal Japan, and I love that. Not enough games have taken this approach of, like, let's play ninjas, let's play samurais, let's, 
go in and like have some Bushido battles, you know, going on. And I feel like it's it's an era of time that is solely forgotten about because you, I don't think it's sorely forgotten about, but I, I don't disagree. I think that there is like a there's a potential for a lot of really cool games in that setting, and I don't right. I don't think that's been taken advantage of. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of weeaboos out there who would love to see some samurai games. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, we had things like Ninja Gaiden growing up. Yeah, and Ninja Gaiden, and I but I, kind of, I do see where you're coming from. But it's it's. I definitely feel like it's it's an era that hasn't been touched. Like I thought, Assassin's Creed would get to there at some point. And Me too. Did. Oh, I, I definitely thought. Um, I, I thought before they came to America, they would have done right. real Japan or Egypt. But <laughs> good point. Really good point. But um, I don't know. The thing I don't really remember the infamous games because they were on PS3 and I didn't have a PS3. Yeah, I also missed that generation, um, unfortunately. And so I do have some friends that have played through it. It. it looks like a good game i just don't have enough background to really give yeah. an honest like first impression of it i i am interested i i guess that's where i can leave it mm -hmm. is saying that like i'm interested to see more about this game yeah what's next what do we got what was next up there? on the list uh spider man that game looks man it looks good good i mean i'm uh it's not the type of game i would go out and buy a playstation for no. But if I owned a PlayStation, it is the type of game that I would want to get. Because, I mean, well, the graphics alone. Yes. Like, the looks game phenomenal. looks like a Spider-Man movie. I mean, oh, yeah. it's impressive. Now, the, the latest trailer, because we've been hearing a lot about Spider-Man kind of, uh, you know, over the past year and so or so. And this last trailer gave us a more better like understanding of what the story is going to kind of mm -hmm. be yeah um because it shows very early on in the trailer like they introduce miles which okay that kind of threw me for a curveball because you have peter and miles kind of coexisting in the right. same right. storyline um which i thought they were both different spider-mans in different right. comics series. But you're looking and at I don't have a huge comic background, so please correct me if but I'm wrong. Well, because Spider-Man, you're like, well, there's a whole Spider-Verse arc and stuff. The, the Spider-Mans have the ability to all basically know each other. Just Gotcha. There's a whole arc about, <laughs> about how they could. <laughs> Spider-Man could, there's like, there's, it's, very, it's very convoluted. The point is, is that, yes, Spider-Mans can know each other. Gotcha. Okay. In Marvel world. But, did, that kind of drives the question of okay, do we play multiple Spider-Mans? Is are we just going to be Peter? Or are we going to get the chance to play as Miles? I saw somewhere someone had the theory that uh, you can play as Mary Jane for a little bit throughout the story. There's because there was like a little scene where she's like kind of ducking for cover, and it's over the shoulder camera. So you think it's like, of her like moving between cover yeah, in this place? So um, I think that then it will depend on how story driven is this game. I mean, right? Is this game going to be a linear story, and it's like, oh, I'm going to play as Peter Parker, I'm going to play as Miles Morales, and you know, kind of, boom, 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 plays this character for a certain period of time, plays that character, plays Mary Jane for a little mission, plays Black Cat for a mission, whatever they end up doing with it. Or do they take this approach kind of like Grand Theft Auto V that allows you to kind of switch right. oh, characters point. throughout the missions so that you can kind of have a different feel. Yeah, yeah, like a different angle on the situation. We find out that the villain, the main villain, is going to be Mr. Negative. Mm -hmm. um, which it seems like he, him and uh, Peter kind of have a relationship, whether he's like a, a teacher or part of like I don't know. It showed early on that there's like a magazine clip that's like thanking his not super villain identity, um, Mr. Right. Uh, Martin Lee. Yeah, but they're duking it out throughout the entire trailer. It's yeah. Like they're just beating <laughs> the hell out of each other. So we kind of have an idea of where the story's going. Um, and there was some other villain that I saw in there. I didn't know who it was. Oh, um, Shocker. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Shocker. Yeah. Um, this is definitely. A Spider-Man game where you're not... It, it's not going to be one villain, you know? Right. It's going to be like, uh, the, well, like I, the Batman Arkham it's series be a big is kind villain. of... Yeah, they'll be the and overarching... Multiple I, smaller Yeah, I, I think they'll probably go the like Arkham City style. You know, there's lots of villains throughout the city, but there is a main story with 
in this case, Mr. Negative at the center of it, right. uh, whatever the conspiracy or, or fake thing that's going on, he's at the center of it. So I think that's, which is, well, it should be done. You want right. to fight lots of bad guys if you're Spider-Man. You don't want to just fight one villain, you know? It's not an episode. Yeah. Show. Now, to offer a little bit of transparency, I don't really hugely enjoy a lot of the Marvel movies or any of the DC movies. Like, I don't, I'm not a superhero movie goer, right? I haven't read a, a lot of the comic books, so I don't have that like n- background nostalgia of being like, yes, let's go. Like yeah. the most I know about like superheroes and stuff was what I saw on Saturday morning cartoons growing up. Like a lot of the X-Men and Justice League and stuff right. that was on like Cartoon Network. But I, I still don't know a lot of the like background lore that came through all the comics and everything. Yeah, so that I mean, being said, to- I'm excited to pick up Spider-Man. <laughs> Right, which I is think saying this game a lot. Is going to be fun. Yeah. And I think that's saying a lot. I think that this is the type of game that will have a relatively wide appeal. I think there will be a little bit of getting lost because I think it because it takes place deep in the Spider-Man timeline. Right. Like, there's going to be some things where you're not serious, but I think that's that's a good thing because it'll be serious fans will have things to like look forward to, right. but but it'll also be approachable for casual fans. Ideally, that's what I would like to see from the game, not just a um, right. Like, you know, you don't want it to be one way or the other, where it's another origin story and it's like boring for people who are big fans of the series, or the other side of it, where it's like just too convoluted for anyone to really have any idea what the hell's going right. on. <laughs> so, last question before we move on to like the next uh, kind of game that was highlighted: Do you think it'll be open world or not? Have they said anywhere? I, don't, I can't recall if they have I haven't or not. seen that yet. I think there will be open-world el- elements from what I've from what I've read about it. Because um, I want it to feel like Spider-Man 2 back on the PS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. One, PS2? Right. Yeah. Uh, the I PS2, remember. I think. Yeah, the good one yeah. <laughs> for back in the yeah, day. Because yeah, yeah. I did play that one. It was a long time ago. I did play that one, that too. That one was fun. And you, yeah. it, you were like swinging through right, the city. Right, you could swing around the city. Anyway, I, I, I'm... Um, Pretty positive they would keep that kind of element. You want I mean, to that's feel what like we're a web slinger, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let, give me that that give me the web jungle. Slinging. I know, and I just said we need more like linear single player <laughs> games, but like I feel like this is one of those games that that doesn't fit. But that's what I was trying to say was like I yeah. think you don't the story drive. You can have a speed. right. You can have a story driven open world game and do it successfully. I think there are games, and, and this is a game where I'd want it to be that way, story right. driven. Bye. But with you still want it to have cool side quests. I don't know. You want it to be like the fractured butthole, to be honest, where you have engaging side quests. Right. But also like an overarching main story. Yeah. Because you, you want to be a superhero. Yeah, I want to exactly. like if somebody gets robbed on the street, let me and I'm passing by, let me save them. Right. I mean, you right. know, you if wanna, you can do that in GTA, you and be you want to be able to, be able to f- right? And you want, yeah, exactly. And you want to be able to fight lots of villains. You don't want right. to just fight, be stuck fighting whoever is in the main story, and you don't want to be having villains shoehorned into the main story all the time. So let's move along because yep. we've got a lot to get through today. Uh, last game we're going to talk about from Paris Games Week: Detroit. Detroit. Become human. You play as like an android with an AI, and you're forced to kind of like make decisions that af- directly affect the, um, you know the how the game play unfolds like how the plot mm-hmm. itself unfolds yeah um so it's gonna have a lot of that feeling of like until dawn where you make like every tiny dialogue choice that you make is going to kind of like butterfly effect out and yeah. change the entire way that the game is played so uh quantic dream i mean that's how all their games are like right. uh, heavy rain um beyond two souls um those games are it's it's all about every little decision that you make has these huge implications and the whole idea is that's where you get your replay value from because you right. can play through the game and get a different ending you know or play through the game and get different results for these little things and, and your decisions have real consequences people will die and they're yeah. dead for the rest of the game you know until you restart and try to do the game over again right yeah. there's no there's no <laughs> saving people or it's I mean, very unforgiving the right decision yeah but, very unforgiving but that's the point you, you right t- it's a unique narrative, so it's not about... There's no winning or losing, necessarily. Right. Um, I don't know. The The trailer that showcased it had the android that you played as and a abusive father. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and this little girl who I guess their mother's not around and the android was kind of filling in that motherly, uh, like, I don't even like saying that. It's just, as kind of like the housekeeper. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's basically it's, treating it, her like... old matriarchal role, Yeah, what you like, imagine? I cook more than my wife. <laughs> like, what? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's... So yeah, it's an abusive, husband, there, it's an abusive right. home, you know, and it's the, the uh, father is clearly abusive to the daughter and to the android, android, and, and to the previous wife, most likely. Yeah, who left, so or died, or died. Who knows? Um, play the game, fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the graphics look stellar. S- yes, 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 yes. And I've always been intrigued by this type of game. I think it's a really cool, unique way of doing a game. Oh yeah. And I think because your con- your actions have so much consequences. I mean, I've played Telltale games. I don't find that there's enough consequences to your right. actions in those games. These, it's really like the story is dependent on right. you making those decisions. Uh, and that's kind them. of where I feel like it, it breaks off from Until Dawn. Because Until Dawn, the story kind of stays the same. Your decisions just determine who lives or dies. Yeah. Um, so either way, you're going to get the same kind of gameplay experience. You're still going to know like what's going on. You may have some bonus scenes if some people stay alive that in other replays that maybe they don't. Um, but I still felt like walking away from like Until Dawn, I felt like I could have watched a Let's Play and still gotten the same experience. Whereas yeah. this, I feel like even if you watch a Let's Play, you're going to go in and make somebody, like one tiny decision different than somebody else, and the, the whole game may feel, may feel different. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Put that one on the watch list. We'll for come sure. back to that uh, probably further into the future. Um, there was a couple other smaller titles that came out, like Splunky 2, Guacamelee 2, yeah. um, Concrete Genie looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Ore, you play as this little guy that turns into a dragon. It was kind of neat. Oh, I think I've seen that one. Um, yeah. And then there were like tons of PlayStation VR stuff. They've got tons of PlayStation VR stuff coming out. Is any of it real? I mean, there was a good bit of I, stuff. I, I saw a lot of it. Um, I think, I mean, it's all a lot of like mini game type stuff. Yeah, I mean, test of you know proof of proof of concept, which is still Megalith what, is like a hero shooter coming out. That lets you play in VR, and all they did had they had like a tiny little preview of it, but yeah. they haven't like it's definitely gonna have that like kind of MOBA, you know, hero shooter kind of feel to it. But it's VR. Cool. Um, Blood, and Blood and Truth. Truth. I saw that yes. one. Yeah, it's basically like a heist. Yeah, it's, this was like the game, initial yeah. like when we saw the PSVR, and it was mm-hmm. like you did like a heist thing. That was this it. is the game. They've just further polished it out. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple things coming out. Um, I'm kind of I don't have the money still not right ready now. to buy PSVR. Um, I feel like it's so expensive. I could buy a you can buy a console for the price. on these Black Friday deals we're about to talk about. <laughs> I could buy an Xbox for the price of a VR headset. So, uh, no, you could buy a price the Xbox for less than the cost. Of a VR as a result of, I mean, how much is the VR for the PlayStation? It's like two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, hundred bucks less to get it. Well, Black Friday deals are being rolling announced. along. <laughs> Here we go. Black Friday and pre Black Friday game deals happening that we've seen. Uh, first one, Dell's put out the Dell Home catalog. Um, they're giving away a PS four one terabyte for one hundred ninety nine dollars. You can now buy a f- one terabyte PS4 for cheaper than a Nintendo Switch. A Nintendo DS, a 3DS, runs you 250. Yeah, the PlayStation. So I mean, consoles why are, not? Yeah, I mean, they're um, diff- oh, that's this is it though. I mean, this is they've got new consoles coming out. Yeah. so they're hey, if the you, older ones are becoming cheaper, now's now, the time to buy. Uh, Xbox One or PlayStation Four this right. year. I mean, they. I mean, the next deal on from Dell. Xbox One Two S, Xbox One S. The Xbox One S, uh, five hundred gigabyte, is going to be on sale for one hundred and eighty nine dollars. So that's even cheaper than the PS Four, but it is half the memory. I would pay the extra twenty bucks and get a full terabyte because nowadays with digital games, that's going to make a big difference. You're going to feel it. I mean, if you do want a cheaper console, get the One S. 
you can always buy an external the later. They the, both uh, you know, run that the now. 4K movies. Play. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess something. PlayStation, yeah. uh, the PS4 doesn't have native 4K support, so. That's what I mean, I mean, yes does, but whatever. Yeah. Um, do you want a media console or do you want a video game console? Right, I think that's. That's what it basically comes down right to. Now. Every time this argument comes up, I always ask the question I ask. Um, Costco is doing a lot of the same deal right now. Uh, it doesn't actually have the price on there, so I don't know what their in-store price is. But if it's based off market price, you can get a PS4 for $100 off. That should be about the same as that Dell Home one. Um, and the Xbox One S, uh, it's a bundle. It comes with three months of Xbox Live and two controllers, uh, the Xbox One S bundle. $80 off at Costco. That's pretty good. The other thing I saw that Costco had was an Aces ROG Republic of Gamer laptop, the GL75. It's a sporting a 7th generation i7 processor uh, with 4 gigabytes NVIDIA GTX 1050 Ti graphics. You can That's get it for $250 off, putting your total cost at $950. Bucks. Now, not it's not bad. Laptop. For a laptop, it's got a 1050 Ti in it. Yep. That'll be able to play most things. I don't see. Oh, he's got 16 gigabytes of memory, one terabyte hard drive, and 128 SSD. gigabyte SSD. Not bad. So I would say, you if you're relatively want a relatively cheap laptop. Yeah, this is it's not a bad. This price. is not a bad Costco's price. Not a, Costco's not a bad place to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything else on here seems to be like office laptops, you know, touchscreen, yeah, right, Windows and, stuff. But that one stood out to me like off the bat when I yeah. saw it in the uh, page. Um, and then uh, I guess the last place we're going to talk about because I was kind of shocked. Sam's Club is going to be offering um, the PS4 Uncharted 4 or Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare bundle for the PS4 for only $229. That is a 500 gigabyte instead of the one terabyte, but it comes with yes. a game. So, I mean, that's... Both games are, are well, I, I'm going to say Uncharted is great. Call of Duty is Call of Duty. Yeah. If you like Call, Call of Duty, Duty, you like Call of Duty. You like it. You, yeah, that's um, what you're That being said, if you also like Call of Duty, you should check out the Xbox One S deal that they have. That comes with Forza 3 digital download. Call of Duty World at War. Uh, not World at War. No. Call of Duty World War 2 and Infinite Warfare all in one bundle for 250 bucks. That, I think, is the best in terms of what, you, how much you're getting for the price, that ends up probably being the yeah. best deal. I mean, you, if you're again, if, if you, you like Call of Duty, if you like Call of Duty, <laughs> this is, um, if you're buying, you're this getting for the your brand kid, new one, you're getting the old one, and you're getting something else with it. You're getting Forza Three. Um, it's a digital download. <sighs> All right, you buying this for your 14 year old? Forza son. Horizon Three. Excuse me. Horizon's better. Yeah, of the open. It's a little open world. You get to drive around on what you cars. Like. Yeah, it's, That's, yeah, yeah. But I think that's enough on Black Friday. Yeah, I think we can move on, move right along now. Uh, th those are the big deals we saw. Um, feel free to let us know if you catch any other deals. Um, post it in the comments. Post it in the comments on the YouTube. Tweet at us at uh, World Game Champs. Just let us know. Big deals. Keep in I mean, touch. The best deals in consoles and PC gaming. I think those are pretty good ones. Those are all decent freaking deals, for sure. Speaking of great deals... They're going away. Humble Bundle was acquired by IGN, which I, I'm just going to, what are your initial impressions of this? My initial impressions are, what is IGN doing getting into the game sales business? You like stared him down for that one. What are you doing, IGN? What are you doing, IGN? Um... I mean, I, I do get it. I mean, I think they're just trying to diversify the company. They're trying to expand. They're trying to make themselves have other uh, areas of revenue. But there's a certain level. You, I mean, you have to see that there's a certain level of... Maybe there isn't. I just feel like there's a certain level of, of uh, conflict of interest going on yeah. when you're selling a game. And I get it. They're not making games. Um, but they do review them. But they do review games. And they do... Promote. I mean, they could be promote. Uh, they could be promoting Humble Bundle on their website for free. I guess I don't know. I, I guess that's not really a problem. 
There's just something that feels a little bit off about it. I don't think it's the end of the world. Now, I seem to have the unpopular opinion on this. Because a lot of what I read online was people getting upset that IGN is getting involved with Humble Bundle because they loved Humble Bundle and they don't want IGN coming in and screwing things up. Yeah, agree. But reading reading the words from the actual, like, owner, they chose uh, IGN because they really understand the vision of Humble Bundle, which is to provide discounted games... That cut a profit towards charity. Right. So ten percent of so all the sales goes to charity. They've raised over a hundred and sixty million for charity from ten million customers. I, uh, I right. I'm a big fan of Humble Bundle. Right. Humble Bundle. That's a cool thing. But um, where I think this becomes good for Humble Bundle is that. They're a small company of like 60 people right now. And they're trying to do as much as they can. And they're trying to get the word out as big as they can. And um, it's just gotten to the point where like now they're running a monthly subscription. Now they've got like a publishing business. I feel like that's what brought uh, IGN in was that, okay, now they can publish, right? So now IGN, I feel like... That's what I'm saying. That, it that's it can be a little bit of a contra- conflict of interest, right. but they have come out and said uh, the Polygon article that covered this got a response from IGN where they came and said, we're going to try our best, you know, to try it's well, here. It is. Editorial integrity is something that they take very seriously at IGN. And they're confident that they can strike the right balance when it comes to coverage of Humble Bundle and the games they sell. Our readers and customers have always come first and that won't change now if you kind of pair that wording with what jeffrey rosin said uh the ceo and co-founder of humble bundle um he really can't think of a better partner and it got like humble bundle started in a garage yeah like in their mom's living room them just sitting around in robes selling games mm-hmm. right world of goo was in like the first package they sold yeah. right and so that being said um they did one out. It had gotten to the point where the company was too big, and they were like, "Right." And I don't blame them yeah. for wanting to sell the company. I think that who doesn't want to invent something and then sell it for a lot, of a money. bunch of money, and and retire and go, you know, right off in the sunset. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think a little more concerning to me is again, will this change how IGN reports on Humble Bundle? Will this change? Because now Humble Bundle, like you said, they've expanded so much. They are becoming a direct competitor with Steam and, uh, you know, with Origin and, and Green GOG Man. and Green Man and um, all these other guys. They're becoming a direct competitor with all of those uh, PC game distributors. Because really the only thing, what are they going to cover? Here's the latest deal on Humble Bundle. Like, how, yeah. is, how is that unfair, though? Oh, instead of because maybe they don't put maybe they don't mention the the mixed best deals from Steam now. Maybe they don't mention the best deals from from GMG, you know, or or GOG or Greenman or GOG or, or or anybody else, you know. Maybe they, or you know, maybe it's maybe Humble Bundle gets free advertising on IGN. I'm not saying I well I, they will I don't because disagree with you in the sense that it's I, a, the same company now. I don't think this is a right. I don't think this is like a um. I don't think it's illegal. No, definitely not. Definitely don't think that's not what I'm saying. Going I don't on. like. I don't even think it's that unethical. I don't think it's that unethical either. I just think that there is a potential right. for a conflict of interest. I'm not saying there is a conflict of interest. I don't think there is a conflict of interest. I think it happens all the time. It happens in television and movies all the time. Oh, yeah. I th- I mean I think it's going to give Humble Bundle some strength as a company. Oh, definitely, it's not going to hurt IGN at all. They like they have no loss in this. Like there was whatever they paid for it. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of strengths to come out of bringing in IGN. One staffing, two, you know, just background just finances. Right. Exactly. Um, there's just a lot of that back end that is going to be there and kind of set in stone for Humble Bundle, who was trying to kind of figure all of that out. So yeah, but I mean, I d- my concerns are that. Um, over time, Humble Bundle will transform away from what it was if it becomes too lucrative or anything. You know, I could see them cutting maybe how much the charities take out of Humble Bundle. Um, yeah, like IGN, that's another question. Is IGN going to be more? If right. IGN's a for-profit company, are they going to be right. more about profit than about uh, the whole Humble part? 
of the bundle. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's still like 90% of that was going to the Humble Bundle brand. Yeah. I guess whatever. But they were the, whatever cut discounted goes games. To the, right. right. The game, game developers publishers. get whatever. The publishers get whatever. Then Humble Bundle gets whatever. And then... But right. still, ten percent is a decent chunk to send to charity. I mean, that's yeah, not... exactly, and that's how they're able to do one hundred and six million to charity. I mean, that's yeah. absolutely crazy. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think time will tell. Yeah. Um, time will tell. I think you're hundred percent right. We don't know. Leave your ideas in the comments. <laughs> yeah. What Let are us your know thoughts what you on this? Think. Do you think that IGN getting humble bundle is going to be an issue? Comment down below. Let us know. We'll read and we'll comment on it in the next video. Last story. Yeah. This is, I think this will be the last one that we have yeah, time I to think. go depth, in depth over. Yeah. So, big story. Huge, 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 huge. huge. Are we done now? Huge. <laughs> huge surge in console sales. Um, what? So apparently, what happened to the PC Master Race, my, my man? What happened? <laughs> nothing. Nothing has happened to the PC Master Race. Believe me. Well, what I think believe is believe me. I think is really funny is that this article says so much for smartphones killing off video game consoles. Yeah, I, who? Which uh, this came from CNN. Um, CNN money, and I mean, I guess I could see where there was the concern that. Smartphones may have taken. I mean, the only market share I see smartphones realistically taking from, and I think that they have in a way, is mobile is is mobile gaming in the sense of Game Boy and PSPs. <laughs> PSPs, haha. <laughs> PS Vitas. PS Vitas. Yeah, I don't think those. Those never really had it. I mean. The Game Boys aren't doing bad. Game Boys doing no. fine. DS, like DS DS's fine. still sell just fine. I don't think there's any issue with the DS's selling. So even that market isn't really getting hit by smartphones. I think mm -hmm. smartphones is just opening up a whole new marketplace of uh, gamers, especially I think um, with women. I, I kind of yeah. Let me let's dive into a little bit about in the meat of of this story. So. Yeah, into the Sony. Consoles. Yeah, so let's take a look at at what is actually happening right now. So, 2008 was the last huge surge that we saw in console gaming. That was the last peak pinnacle of console sales, and ever since it was kind of going downhill. And there's been like little roller coasters going on since. That was but year three of. Um, Xbox, Xbox 360 run. Yeah. Uh, and year PS2 three. of PlayStation 3. Yeah. PlayStation has now four years into its run, right? Last quarter alone, Sony has sold 4.2 million consoles. 4.2 million alone last quarter in its fourth year in existence. Yes. The PlayStation 4 is. And I mean. They're giving a lot of credit to the games that were coming out. They're saying Dragon Quest and Justice Destiny 2. Um, I I think there was other things that came out that were also very good, like Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, um, was a big one. And I think um, also PlayStation has so many good games upcoming. Right. Last of Us 2, God of War, uh, you know, Detroit. I mean, there's all these, like, cool exclusives. PlayStation is just... They got it. The game's front. They're just killing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. Sony sold 67.5 million PS4s since it arrived in 2013. 67 million, that's pretty good. Outpacing the sales for the previous PS3 at the same time span, which was about that same... To be expected, I, I PlayStation 4 is definitely a more popular console than the 3 was. Next up, we've got Nintendo. Um, Nintendo has doubled its uh, expected profits from the uh, last financial year. They were expected to only make 65 billion yen. That's 572 million dollars. They ended up. <laughs> they now expect an operating profit of 1.06 billion dollars. That's 120 billion yen. I mean. 
that it's the best performance since the Wii. Right. And that tells you something. I don't remember if you remember when the Wii came out, but that was... It no, was, I bought mine super late. Uh, for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, either way, the Wii was... I remember the Wii craze. It was nuts. Everyone freaking was buying Wiis left and right. Every casual person out there would buy a Wii. Because right. like, you know, it's like, just, it's uh, 200 bucks. I can yeah. get it. Play, and tennis, play with your tennis with your friends. Exactly. Inside. And break your lamp. So basically, the Switch, yeah, is like finally the successor to yeah. the Wii that uh, Nintendo was looking for. The Wii U was a little bit of a flop. Um, um, well, the... I've got my reservations about the Wii U. I'm not going to dig into them, but nobody. All I'm going to say is nobody wanted to figure out how to develop for two different screens on a console. And well, I get it. I get why. I mean, Nintendo were the only ones. I mean, and this is there are cracks in the in the Switch armor, I think, as well, in the sense that the Switch has so little power. Some people aren't willing to take away from their games to make them work on the Switch. So Nintendo's got. Issues. Like, would you say there's some games that are like kind of designed to be played sitting in the dock, not portable? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So that's one of the limitations. Now, it's still early for Nintendo with the Switch. It, yeah. It's not even a year out. Give them two, maybe three years. I expect a Switch Plus or something like that. Some sort of either a bigger Switch, XL, Switch yeah. or a Switch with a little bit more, a little more gusto to it you know um but they're they're boosting their expected sales they were expecting to sell 10 million units in the first year that has now gone up to 14 million units i mean that's tremendous obviously the again the games i think are, are pushing that in a lot of ways because i think nintendo's well i think it's the novelty of the switch itself which is yeah. tremendous i mean being which, able to they took like what was neat about the wii but made it simple yeah. Instead of having, like, your arms flying all over the place, it's just small little, little like, little handheld thing. And little remotes. And they do feel really small. They're very small. But, I mean, I can show you, grab my Switch, it's like, you know. It, it like, sits in the palm of your hand. It's, it's not, like, not It's not a big, big, it's not this monstrous, monstrous console. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even, it's smaller than an iPad. Right. That's... So, uh, I guess next up is Microsoft. The Xbox One X hits stores November 7th. It's right around the corner, and it's being touted as one of the most powerful consoles ever made. It's being touted as the most powerful console It has teraflops. It has teraflops! (laughs) Um, Which, honestly, I've heard some like early reviews of it that there is a noticeable difference when you're playing yeah. your one x versus your one s um, I, don't doubt that. I mean i would think you i would hope so yeah when it comes to like loading times it processes things extremely quickly yeah um but i don't know if it's going to be enough of a difference to charge people five hundred five hundred dollars that's where i'm kind of like what are you doing um, if you could use some kind of cheat, like if you could find a way to make it cheaper, I think they'd do much better sales. But right now, I feel like I think that the Xbox One X is your hardcore Xbox player, and I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I what your Halo tournament consoles. Yes, I mean, I, I think that the Xbox One X is an impressive piece of machinery. Oh, I think sure. that if you don't want to have to go out and build your own PC, that's going to be the closest thing you're going to get. And that's what I've heard is that it keeps up with PCs. I mean, you can play 4K. I mean, yeah. you can play 4K. Who's out there? I mean, who out there is playing on a 4K TV? A decent amount. I mean, I am, but most people aren't. I'm not. I definitely yeah, right. I'm not. I can't afford that. So apparently, there were fears that from some business people in business circles that um, smartphones would be able to knock out old school consoles and PC gaming. Like that, that somehow mobile smartphone gaming was going to be the future of gaming. Um. Most people are saying right now that that has now been laid to rest. That that is not really a Debunked. big concern. 
in the in the community anymore and for obvious reasons there's no doubt in my mind that mobile gaming has more users right but that's because everyone has a so they're saying there's they're saying two billion, two billion players two billion smartphone and consoles users only have 250 million versus consoles with 250 million which i don't know that's if that one eighth does yeah, that include PC gaming? I assume PC gaming is less than. And I don't know. By a significant yeah, portion. I don't know if that includes multiple like players in one house either. Like that number, right, a household could be four, four or five games. people. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just mobile games are. Michael Pachter puts it really well. He's a research analyst at Wedbush Securities. He says, smartphone games are to console games what YouTube videos are to television series. And I, I think it's because they both have different audiences. And I think he's, They have, like, different, like, they meet different needs. Right, and I think he's also specifically talking about when a company pairs a YouTube series with a television program. So... Okay. Because I don't think he's saying... No, I think what he's getting no, at is, is that they're not that. I don't competitors. Really agree with that. I don't really agree with that. I mean, because, like, the way I see it, uh, you're not going to sit there and play through, like, and there's a few exceptions to this. Yes, I know, like, Banner Saga, right? But you're not going to sit there and play through an entire, like, 40-hour campaign of something on your phone. No. And I think your campaign, your phone... Your phone can do that. And, I mean, there are some people who will do that with their phone games. But it doesn't have the same immersiveness. It doesn't have right. the same... It's also... I look at phone games as like, well, why would I want to play a phone game when I could play a game on a, my television? Right. Um, phone games are for... Phone games are for You're sitting on the subway. You're sitting on the toilet. Yeah, you're at the doctor's office. You know, they're time killers. at work. They're ti- exactly. They're, they're for five to ten minute... Maybe 15, maybe 30 minutes the most spans of time. I can sit down and play a console game for freaking hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> an hour. You can't play a phone game for more no. than half an hour. No, you get That's more. why, like, I think Nintendo's taking the right approach. We talked about this a little bit last week, you know, about how um, Nintendo's mm-hmm. diving into the mobile gaming atmosphere. And I feel like they understand that. I feel like they get um, the idea of making small tasks accomplishable in easy ways so that you can put it on a phone. Something like, yeah, like Animal Crossing coming to a phone. That's a game that makes sense. You can go, yeah, maybe do a couple tasks for some people, put it down. Um, But trying to play through Banner Saga, which is this huge epic campaign, I, I played it for maybe two weeks and I couldn't remember what was happening because I get too ADD, right? Like, I play through a little bit of it and then I'm like, oh, wait, I got to go do dinner. And then when I come back, I forgot everything that I did. And again, that's, like, exactly it, though. It's like, if I'm going to sit down and dedicate time, why wouldn't I sit down and do that at my television? Why am I doing that on my... Why am I sitting there on my phone playing through an immersive campaign? It doesn't work. There was mobile games were never going to take away the video game market. Exactly. Mobile games were always going to be their own market for games, and I think they will be until. I mean, I think the Switch is the closest thing you'll get to like kind of a in between. And maybe Unless one day they'll there's have some like a, really impressive VR that's able to come out. Some like right like. Well, it'd be Some cool. games on your phone that you could put, like, pair with your Oculus or your, like, right, you just plug your phone or any of those Samsung VR. Or whatever. Um, but even then, it's not like it's going to replace the entire and your phone is just too, atmosphere. Right, your phone is designed to be able to do so many different things. Like, it's a computer. Right. Um, and it's not a gaming computer, you know? that's It's not what it is, so it, it's not it's Although not Razer is trying to change that. Did you see that we're trying to make a Razer? Razer um, merged with Nextbit, I think is what it is, and they have made a like gaming phone. Yeah, the Nextbit Robin is now like uh, the new Razer phone that has like a hundred and twenty uh, megahertz refresh rate on the phone screen, dual front speakers. It's pretty good. Um, 
That being said, it doesn't look like a pretty phone. And what Android games are you actually going to try to play uh, on it? Again, I mean, it's just... It's not what you want. It's not the whole purpose of your phone. Go get a Switch. Right. If you want mobile gaming, go get a Switch. The phone is for Hearthstone and, you know... Like, Animal it Crossing blows my mind that like Final that. Fantasy is out on phones. Final Fantasy 9, 6, 7, or uh, 8. Yeah, I figured those make a little more sense. No, those are huge, extremely long, time-consuming games. I meant like, they make how sense. How would you drive to the... How would you get the drive to play through it on your phone? I could... Right? The only reason why I think iPad, those make a little bit... Yeah, iPad. But also, I think they make a little bit of sense in the in the way that, like, those are, like, kind of nostalgia games. True. You know, you're like, eh, I did some... I don't know. You can play those on Game Boy, so that's the only reason why I'm like, eh. Anything you not, play on Game not Boy? Not 7, 8, and 9. No, that's true. Not 7, 8. And nine, see, nine, those nine. are like multi-disc PS1 games. That's true. I mean, so, even 6 is like a freaking super long game. They're all long games. Yeah. See what I mean? It's like... it's Yeah, I, yeah that's true. And I've tried to like... I remember I tried to play... I tried the old. I tried to play 6. Final Fantasy 6. Couldn't get through it. Yeah. Not a phone. No. You're right. Well... Stop. Phone companies, give me small menial tasks that I can do while I'm sitting in my Uber Maybe. going to get Chinese food. Not too not too menial. I don't know. Uh, Magic Carp Jump was extremely satisfying and all you did was tap the screen. Uh, well, true. You want a little bit of depth, I don't know. A Hearthstone is, I think. Hearthstone's good. Stones about those types. Vain Glory was fun. Vain Glory, but you needed half an hour that to dedicate yeah, to like your phone screen. Game. Yeah, yeah. should have. It's better on iPad though. I will say that game is better. I could imagine Vain Glory being decent on iPad. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, super competitive. But again, thirty minutes like you just don't. So, consoles, <laughs> phones—they're nothing to do with each other. One should not be replacing totally the other. Totally different things. Um. Consoles are flying off the shelves, though. Uh, it's finally gotten to that point. I think we have found the sweet spot of where they're affordable enough, um, and there's enough content out for them now. Um, I feel like this is the peak year for current-gen sales, Agreed. This and is it's it. going to start to tank, except for the Switch, which will continue to rise, yeah. because it just came out, and there's still not a lot of stuff for it. I'm hoping it doesn't tank, but I agree with you. I think it'll start to... This is year four we're in year four of these current consoles you're right there they're at the they're at the cheapest one of the cheapest points they're going to be while still being the top dog yeah so you know we're getting near the end and i think the xbox one x is kind of a next-gen console um at this point yeah it's not but it kind of it kind of is so and maybe that's the way they'll go from now on though is maybe the playstation 5 will actually just be a playstation 4 souped up yeah, I don't know. I think it'll kind of come down to whether Xbox makes a Xbox 2, which is the Xbox 4, or something else. So whatever Xbox. Xbox Space. Maybe Xbox should just... It's just going to be your living room is a console. Just the Xbox it, Space. It should be the Xbox personal computer. <laughs> Windows 11. <laughs> Windows 11, yeah, exactly. Um... I think that's about all that's we have time for. a great game cast today, guys. Great game cast. Thank you for joining um, us. That's it this week. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at World Gaming Champs. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please and like our Twitch is coming soon, so stay tuned for that. If you follow us on Twitter, we will let you know when all that comes out. Um, we do record the show every Friday evening. Hope to release the shows every Monday as long as things go according to plan. And uh, the audio version, or the video version, will be on YouTube, and the audio version will be on SoundCloud and iTunes. We just got approved last week. So go check us out, give us a follow, subscribe, whatever they call it, and our stuff will come straight to your feed. Uh, like I said, hit us up on Twitter. We got a Facebook. Um, we don't you, have to. We do. I. We, You've been doing stuff? Yeah, I do a little bit of that. Unbelievable. Okay, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are all going to do on there, but 
Got one. I don't know what the picture is of. <laughs> Take care of the housekeeping. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. See you next time.